The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. No Ashley Nicole Moss right now, and I may wait for the hump day. It's Wednesday, right, B? It's Wednesday. See, I may wait for that, let her do her thing, because you know she's super excited every single week for hump day. It's like her favorite day of the week. And I'm also sitting with my guy, just talk to him a little bit. B Flow, what's up, brother? What's up, man? The Killer B's on today. We're we going to hold it down. You know how we do. There we go. Hey, B, um, first off, I want to say what's up to everybody. You guys been rocking with us for for a minute now, six, seven months developing this show. Um, you know, love you guys so much. Um, there's also some big news that we need to hit before we even get into the bulk of the show. Um, for me, bro, the biggest news was Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels getting fired last night. Um, that was a big deal. Um, no one saw that happening right then in that moment, right? Like, you know. Could this have happened after the season and, and, and everybody like, okay, yeah, I get it. Absolutely. But in the middle of the season, both the general manager and Josh McDaniels, but we will discuss. That's we crazy. Discuss. Yeah, that's crazy for it to happen now. Right, right. So for me, I want to go to the NFC. I want to know if the Niners are better than the Cowboys and the Eagles. Mm. You know, they got that three-game skid. Michael been talking his talk. Like, would the 49ers get back on track, or did they lose their mojo, and now we got a new big dog in the NFC? So I want to dissect that when right. we get into the show and break all of the layers down, and we want to see who the big dog in the NFC is. Well, you brought up the 49ers, and we're not going to discuss this. You know, we're not going to go in depth, but they traded for Chase Claypool. Yeah. Not Chase Claypool, but uh, Chase Young. Young. Oh, my God. And even having <laughs> Randy Gregory come, like, I think – we're going to dive into it. Yeah, I want to go into it because right. they low-key, like, John Lynch uh, is trying to get that little thing he did when he played uh, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Right, they had right. that front loaded, but we'll get into it. Right. And then also, it's still football season, right? I don't care what anybody says. Ashley Nicole Moss will say something different. Basketball season, the NBA season, it doesn't start until March. And for me, sometimes it's April. That's when they really start playing. Now you got the, you know, the mid-season tournament game, whatever the heck they're calling it. Uh, so maybe that will change how guys are playing. But so far, we're already seeing guys three, four games in already taking off nights. But 
We're going to talk a little basketball today, and I want to hit a little bit on the Lakers and the Clippers. So we're going to stay in L.A. Who do you trust more? And I'm going to ask you all this. Get in there right now. Get in the chat. Who do you trust more, the Lakers or the Clippers? Big discussion coming up there. We saw James Harden walk into the locker room. You know, you saw My Russell God, Westbrook. You, saw, you, you seen him? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's cool. Russell Westbrook sitting on one side. He walks in. He looks at him. And, and Russell says, bro, stay on your side, bro. Stay on your side. <laughs> then they came, did this little secret handshake. It's dope. I think they're they're going to uh, be in a uh, dope position come um, April. I think I'm, so. I'm ready. It, with the Clippers, it's going to be box office, popcorn ready, just for the personalities they right. got over there. So I, I can't wait. There I can't go. wait. All right, so let's dive into the news of the day. Um, we're going to discuss Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, now, a lot of you guys know who, who's been rocking with the show for, for months now, how I feel about Josh McDaniels. 2009, 2010, we fired legendary coach Mike Shanahan when I was playing for the Denver Broncos, and then we insert uh, baby boy wonder Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels was the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. Right, they did some legendary things over there. He had Tom Brady, he had Bill Belichick. So some say it was the system, but when you sit down with Josh McDaniels, you you quickly realize that he knows football, and it's not just football on the offensive side. He knows his own knows it on all levels, and he also understands a process. He has a process in place. But what Josh McDaniels always falls short is making the right moves at the right time. Meaning, you know, what quarterback are you going to go with? Okay? And he also has a challenge of talking to people, right? So, like, Josh McDaniels finds himself in another predicament because when he was with Denver, I think he there almost two years, and yeah. he was 11-17 and 17 or something like that. And now in, 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 with, the, with the Raiders, another almost two years, and he's sitting here at 9-16. Nine, nine so, B, were you surprised uh, when you woke up seeing that uh, this owner – you know, fired Josh McDaniels and the general manager. A hundred percent. Like, I don't think people know how fast two years is. Like, your first year you get into everything new. You got to get everybody adjusted. You got to get your players right. in. And usually that take maybe two to three years, right? So for you to get fired, not after your entire season in year two, like you talking about we only midway through right. and they're making a decision just like, yo, we can't go forward. That's a year and a half. That's like insane. That's Bro, insane. It shows just how dysfunctional it's been there and how bad, right? And listen, I'm not going to kick a man while he's down. I've been public about how I feel about Josh McDaniels. I always say he's, he's great when it comes to the X's and O's, but bringing it all together, he struggles. But to have two stints, you know, and, and, and you don't get to year three, that's a big deal. They're sitting here at three and five. They're coming off a bad loss. Uh, from Monday Night Football against mm -hmm. Detroit. You know, you go out there uh, and, and you trade away Derek Carr. You know, and when it's all said and done, whether we like it or not, when we think about the Raiders, he'll probably be a top 25 name of, like, all-time Raiders. Yeah. You know, and, and he had some big years with the Raiders. So you trade Derek Carr. You say, this ain't working. This ain't it. I don't know what's happening there. Didn't know what happened in that relationship. But then you go out there and get Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo is interesting, right, because they were together in New England, and they had some success there, small sample size, four games. Mm -hmm. Then Bill Bill Belichick wanted to go with him. He probably was a part of that process. Like, yeah, we can go with Jimmy G. Let's trade away Tom Brady. Remember that whole yeah. debacle, that whole situation? Yeah. So, boom, that didn't happen. Then what? They shipped them to 
San Fran. San Fran, I mean, they were winning playoff games where he completed nine, ten games, but they were winning. So that's the thing with Jimmy G is like, yo, is he the guy or is it the system? But then when you look at it, it's like he wins. Yeah. So 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 Josh McDaniels comes in and says, you know what, Derek Carr, this isn't working for me. The same thing he did in Denver, B. In Denver, we had Jay Cutler. He was at what the tenth, eleventh overall pick in the first round, two thousand six. That was the, the 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 round where or the year where you had Vince Young, you had uh, Matt Liner, then you had Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler came out, led the led our team that year to the number one offense through the regular season, number one offense. And then our off season, what Jay Cutler had his house on the market because <laughs> Josh McDaniels came in and tried to trade him or did try to trade him for Matt Castle, didn't get Matt Castle, so we ended up with Kyle Orton. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that ain't Kyle so, Orton. So yeah. it's the same situation. You get rid of Derek Carr, you can go get Jimmy G, and now you're sitting here at three and five. Just the thing. Like, is he to blame for this mess? One thousand percent. And the reason I say he's to blame because he always implodes a roster. Like y'all had a nice roster in Denver. Like when I was looking at the news, we eating breakfast, you kicking the ball. I'm like, yes, get him out of this division. Good job. Josh, do something else. Like, everybody leaving. Like, Jay leaving. Eddie Royal leaving. And it's just like, how do you not keep your core players intact, right? When you come and you're a new coach, first thing you do. Like, when Andy Reid came to Kansas City, he hit me up. He could have been lying. He was like, Flo, you're the first person I call. Like, I look at you as a, an important piece on this roster. You're the man I wanted to call, get on board, let you know if you need anything. Like, he established that relationship from jump. And Andy Reid was everything that he said he was going to be on that phone you know when my, he came in. You know my first call with Josh McDaniels when, when he came in? When? Six days on the job. I'm down in Tampa for the Super Bowl, okay? So I'm down in Tampa. I get a call. Right now I'm doing a bunch of, you know, Super Bowl, you get the radio roll, you do a bunch of media hits. Mm -hmm. So they're asking me about the transition. They're asking about the goals. I said the goal for everybody is Super Bowl. So boom. Six days on the job, Josh McDaniels called me. Total, total opposite of your experience with Andy Reid. Hey, Brandon. Um, hey, this is Coach Josh McDaniels. Oh, what's up, Coach? How you doing? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Just got to Denver. But hey, just really quickly, um, we don't talk about Super Bowl here. Like I've, I've, <laughs> I've been to a few, and I know how hard it is. And so we have to earn that, and we're not going to talk about it. And I'm like, oh, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll see you when I get to Denver. Boom. That was, think about what you just said about yeah. Andy reading your experience, bro, and then my experience. And that's why people love to play. This is what people don't realize about being a head coach in the NFL. It's not about X and O's. It's about can you get all these personalities mm -hmm. to play together? Can you get them to believe in your vision and win in the ring and do everything that they can to try to have the same vision and then just go for it and just run through a brick wall for it? For me, Josh McDaniels doesn't do that. Mm. He kind of – I haven't been in the locker room, so I only can speak from the outside in. You know, B, you played with him. But, like, when you don't like showing up for work, you're not going to play your best on the field. Right. right. You're not going to put in that extra film time. You're not going to get the extra chemistry with your guys, like, in the locker room. Like, you're not going to stay and watch extra film time with Jay Cutler if you don't even like being there because right. Josh got you stressed out from practice. Like, this is what I see from him. It's a track record. Like, I've never seen Derek Carr upset with his coaches in Oakland or now Las Vegas mm -hmm. when he was there. Mm -hmm. When Josh was there, you just see him visually frustrated. And he came in his interview and was like, yo, I guess everybody on board here. Like, I guess everybody want to win. He started saying stuff in the media like that. Right. And then now I just think the ownership did a great job by letting him go midseason to not lose uh, – 
Devontae, I don't know on my mind. Devontae right? Adams. Devontae Adams. Because yep. they see him visually upset. They know they pay him a lot of money to come over there. He came over there to play with Derek Carr, and then you let Derek Carr go. That's right. That's like, right. they can't let him go into this offseason feeling like, yo, you got to let me go. Because he's the kind of guy that'll pull a hard and be like, yo, I'm not coming back unless we do something. Yeah, I believe you there. I agree. As I agree with you there. But, like, why didn't they just ship him out? If they knew that this was a possibility to, 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 to fire Josh McDaniels, like, this is a – uh, this is a rebuild now. Like, why wouldn't you just... Why wouldn't why, you ship who out? Devontae. You you can't. That, like, he's the he's the cornerstone for your offense. Yeah, you, but what, Jim, what, what, are you, what are we going to get done by keeping him, right? Like, I, I just... I don't know. If you bring a quarterback in that can play, well, I mean, Jimmy G's cool, but he missed some easy throws, right, against Detroit. Like... Devontae should have had two touchdowns easily. I don't know what Jimmy G was doing. He ain't complete a pass in the first half. Like, I don't <laughs> he, he literally didn't. Like, I'm speaking <laughs> literally he didn't complete a pass. Like, you know how frustrating <laughs> that is with Devontae who just said, get me to rock. Yeah, like, let me cook. It. He came like, to come on. <laughs> like, you can't do that. So now you're thinking, I got to go get me a quarterback. Maybe Josh wasn't even on board thinking like, hey, yo, this offseason we're going to get a quarterback. Right. So they seen the writing on the wall. Like, yo, this marriage ain't going to work. Devonta, we need you here, like to build. Because if you let him go now, where do you start? That's right. That's right. So, so they had to make that. They had to make well, that. Well, listen, what they're saying um, is, you know, obviously Josh McDaniels out, uh, Dave Z, the general manager, out. Uh, so now, you know, the changes that they're going to make, potentially sitting Jimmy Garoppolo, so benching him and playing a rookie quarterback. So now Devonte probably going to be even more pissed off. Um, and then they also have one of our guys, Antonio Pierce, who's a linebackers coach, is going to be the interim head coach, which is interesting. And Antonio Devontae, he threw it. Hey, he he I, feel, I feel so bad. He's like, oh I God. don't care about y'all talking about Antonio Pierce. I don't care about this rookie quarterback. I don't care about Jimmy G. He's like, get me out of here. And this week eight. <laughs> Look, bro. This ain't week 14 where you be like, dog, one more month. Just give me one more month and I can get to the offseason so I can woosah. B, bro, you, you never look like eight. this. You never look like this on the sideline. Nah, nah. That, that's I bad. have so many times. You so cool, calm. Because, because we're in our own world at corner, too. Like, our action is like, what we do at cornerback has nothing to do with the rest right, of the team. Unless right. we ain't getting a pass rush and they completing passes and we piss. Like, we got a whole nother world. We don't got to depend on nobody else for real. <laughs> so we can just do our thing and stay in our own world. But, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine looking like how he looked right now. I feel very – bro, you go from Aaron Rodgers, from getting a rock, and you being like – the top, would, everybody the top. had him in their top three. No, everybody had him one. That's what I'm saying. I tried to be humble. You <laughs> didn't have him in the top one. Like, there, you're one. A, you had him in the top three, right? He, he for what, five five years or so was number two. You're doing a good job with the graphics today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pain. And Devontae was watching this. They look like the Incredibles. If you look <laughs> yeah. at this picture with him and Rodgers, they look like the Incredibles. <laughs> right. And then when you look at him on a bench in Oakland, <laughs> it's just like he lost all his superpowers. Nobody talking about him no more. It's just, it's sad, man. Sorry. It's sad. They, they're going to have to do a good job bringing in a new coach a new quarterback, and they're going to do, they're gonna have to show him so much love to not lose him where it's like, hey, who you think we should bring in? Right, right. Like, we, they got to give him some say-so. Yeah, listen, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, 
how they're going to bring this together, but it's going to be an, another couple of years. You think uh, so? They're not that far off. What, what do you mean they're not that far off? What are you with talking Jacobs, about? With Jacobs no. running the rock, if, J- they, if they bring in they bring in the right coach. Jacob like, has two, year, two more years left in them. That's, all you, that's all you need for right now. So if you got him at receiver, you got uh, Josh Jacobs at running back. I think the next, next head coach they should bring in, and people are not going to like this, but Eric B. Enemy. Mm. You know this division. He, we don't really know what Sam Howell is in Washington. We, the enemy got him looking decent with no O-line. I mean, he knows his division inside out. He knows how to attack every single defense in his division. This is who he's familiar with. He knows the chief offense. So you'll have a shot at winning the division with Eric B. Enemy. Mm-hmm. And he, he's going to know how to schematically get his guys the ball. Because that's what he did. Like right. Him and Andy Reid called the plays left and right. So he knows how to draw up. A scheme to get his players to rock like Shanahan do, like Andy Reid do, how McVay do. So that's the kind of system they need. Like just someone who can just draw it up and get these guys open rather than right. the quarterback trying to fit in a perfect throw. So that's one name uh, that could potentially fill this space if uh, Antonio Pierce, former linebacker, now linebacker coach for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, if he doesn't do a hell of a job and they keep him there, but Eric B. Enemy's a name there. Another name uh, for open slot now at the general manager's uh, spot is Dwayne Joseph. Dwayne Joseph, um, minority candidate, black guy uh, from South Florida. He's been with the Chicago Bears, the Miami Dolphins, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's already, you know, been on the on tour meeting with owners. I'm talking about over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so I can see him filling that void too at general manager. I always thought highly of him. I always thought he was um, one of the best out there. So hopefully he gets his shot and his due as well. Who you got as the head coach though? Listen, um, I haven't even, I haven't even put much thought there, but you saying Eric B enemy and him, his familiarity with the division. And then also just like, you know, what he's done so far, like, the the commanders they're not great they're not good they're not. but their offense isn't bad they be cooking right? they be, yeah they, they they do some but Sam Howell some, I'm not right. saying that Sam Howell's not a guy but that's right like, and he's he's a name that everybody's been talking about for the I feel like the last five years four or five years so I can see him you know fit fitting in this space right now who else is out there having hell having a hell of a year um, you know man I'm gonna need more time on that one B. I'm going to need more time on that one. Uh, anyways, yesterday there was a few trades that uh, came across the ticker. Anyone stood out to you? Man, for me, I got to go chase y'all, right? Um, just because him going to the 49ers, you know John Lynch, the general manager, he he believes in having a front seven, mm-hmm. right? They just got Randy Gregory over there. And we just talked about yesterday how interchangeable defensive linemen are. And if you look at the 49ers, when they went to the Super Bowl and lost to Kansas City down here in Miami, like their front seven couldn't be blocked. Like they would just, every play, just making right. Mahomes run for his life. And that's how they got to the Super Bowl. It was their front four being able to get pressure and not being able, well, they don't have to blitz. They can get pressure with their front four. And I think John Lynch is saying like, nah, that's the blueprint. Let's get back to it. Our defense haven't been playing well. Secondary haven't been playing well. But let's go get pressure on the quarterback. Chase Young's still a beast. He, well, he got like four sacks in the last five games he played. So Yeah. Chase, Chase Young obviously coming off of – they the commanders chose not to 
um, tag him, mm -hmm. right? So this is last year on his deal. Um, so he's basically in limbo. They're not going to pay him, right? So mm -hmm. this was a great move for the commanders to go get some, something from him, all right? Um, and for him to go there, he recovered from his knee injury. He's been recovering for a year and a half, showed himself healthy. So it's a great move for the, for, for the 49ers and a good move for the commanders. But it could turn out potentially be a bad move for the commanders because you went out and got this guy in the first round, um, and so you were high on him. And he came in and contributed at a high level before his knee injury, right? Yeah. So then he gets hurt, and now you have the last two years with him, and you're now, like, wavering on him, and you don't tag him. It, but what if he gets back on track? But this is the thing with the commanders, right? You trade Young, you trade Montez Sweat, like – as a player, if you were, if you were the commanders, you like you trading two of our big dogs up front. Like, what are they thinking? Right. Like, are they are they? Do you think they're in a rebuilding stage? Like, what do you feel like the commanders are thinking over there as far as trading two big dogs on their D line when they should be trying to keep? It? Well, you know they wasn't gonna pay Chase Young, but I think ownership is thinking about like they're not in it to win it right now. I feel like when you look at the Denver Broncos, that's a different situation because when you go out and you make a move like that at the quarterback, uh, when you in inherit a quarterback like that, and then you go get Peyton Man, uh, I said Peyton Manning, Coach Sean Peyton as, as your head coach, mm -hmm. but then you have a top five defense, like you're expecting to win right now. Um, now in this situation, they're coming in, they're thinking about, you know, what is this going to look like for the next five, ten years, right? They're thinking about even moving a stadium to D.C., yeah, taking they, it from Virginia to D.C. And then so, you know, I don't think they're trying to win right now. They're trying to compete. They're trying to, you know, create some type of engagement and, and some type of excitement for, for the fans. But, yeah, this is a they're, – they're selling, bro. They're not, they're not concerned. And you look at it like instead of losing them and not paying them, get a little something for them, almost how we was talking about Judy a couple of weeks ago. If you're not going to pay them, get something for That's them. Right. And then just try to build off that. I get it. I get it. You have to almost yep. at the end of the day. But, man, yeah, 49ers and him to their defensive line, like that's, that's the trade that's going to raise some eyebrows, I'm telling you. In about two weeks when he feeling it, you know, he played with Bosa in college. Like right. they got a little chemistry there. Uh, Daryl Tapp, I played with him in college, who was a defensive line coach. Like he's a dog. Like he's bringing in dogs. Like this 49ers team can get it back on track just up front, right? Just yep. getting so much pressure and making it easier for the secondary creating turnovers to get it back to the offense. So That's we'll see. Right. So notable moves yesterday, just to finish up this topic here, the Bills trade for Packers cornerback Razul uh, Douglas, uh, 49ers trade for commanders, defense end who we were just talking about, Chase Young. Uh, Joshua Dobbs goes to the Vikings by way of the Cardinals. Interesting move there. It's going to be interesting to see what happens on both sides now. The Vikings, you got Kirk Cousins that's dealing with the Achilles injury, and then you have uh, Kyler Murray's ready to come back, but may not be your guy. And then the Bears trade for Commanders Montez Sweat. Um, and then and and the one move that you know I was surprised that didn't happen was Jerry Judy, right? Because it's like, you know, you're are you going to go out there and pay him? They won't, but I think they thinking what you're thinking that they might can make a run. And probably get uh, a wild card berth, and they feel like we just starting to jail, so let's not mess it up right now. Let's not worry about because all all they other got for Judy maybe was a fourth, right? You know, so they like if we can it's, get it's, in this it's wild more, card, it's more, it's more than nothing. 
Yeah, but if you got a chance to sneak in the wild card, if mm. you got a chance, that's a solid season for Denver. Yeah. After okay. last year, okay. like it gives you some, it gives you something so, to come so, back so, to so, the so, next so, year. You were a second round, right? Yeah. So you have no respect for fourth rounders. So you no, said I he do. may get a fourth rounder. So I'm a fourth round guy. I, so I you're saying, respect. yeah, you, you, you know, pass up on the fourth round just to get to the wild card. All right, guys. All right. There. All right. Let's <laughs> play <laughs> nice. Let's play nice. We're going to introduce let's you. Welcome. Nice. Here you go, Ashley Nicole Moss. Welcome to the guys. set. Listen, we're going to go ahead and play nice here. We got second rounders versus fourth rounders. <laughs> I'm not trying to have a brawl on this Wednesday. Let's all play nice. We're all in the NFL. We all have there had amazing careers, myself included. Um. Yeah, I just I can't I can't uh pick a side. You know. No, I but you don't get fourth rounders like B every day. Uh, like my I, boy, my boy B Carr was a fifth rounder. Started from day one. But your, you don't get we don't get y'all. Y'all don't grow on trees. Your struggle can't relate to your struggle. <laughs> Why? Trees. Because I was a first round pick. I can't I can't relate. Um. Listen, hello, hello, everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining us. If you're listening on Sirius XM Faction Talk 103 or you're watching on YouTube, happy hump day. You guys know yep. I couldn't come here without saying that. Um, but right now we're going to dive into one of our favorite segments, and it is time for Yo Rookie, presented by Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Week. Right, listen, we had a bunch of really dope nominees for week eight. Let's go ahead and throw them on the screen right here. We're going to go through them real quick, and then we're going to dive into things with our special guests. All right, from Tennessee, we got Will Levis, um, We who had, let me go ahead and run through this, 19 of 29 attempts for 238 yards, four touchdown passes in the Titans win. We also had Carolina's QB, Bryce Young. The Carolina Panthers got their first win of the season, so congratulations to Bryce Young and the Panthers. 22 of 31 passes for 235 yards. Out in Minnesota, we had wide receiver Jordan Addison caught seven passes for 82 yards and a touchdown in the Vikings' win. Down in the ATL, we had Bijan Robinson. Bijan. Robinson, not BJ. My brother's name is Bijan. Bijan. Yeah. Bijan Robinson. He rushed for 62 yards and one touchdown in week eight. We have out in Buffalo, uh, Buffalo tight end Dalton Kincaid caught five passes for 65 yards and a score in the Bills win. And last but not least, this guy put on a show Monday Night Football. Jameer Gibbs had a breakout performance with 189 total yards and a touchdown in the Lions' Monday Night Football win. But as I mentioned, we have a special guest in the building. Joining us now is former Titans running back and one of the fastest men ever. Yes, you heard that correctly. One of the fastest men ever. Chris Johnson's in the building joining us here on Paper Route. What up, Chris? What's up? What's up, man? (laughs) 2K, what up? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. hey, 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 I was a first round pick. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Same, hey, Chris, same. Oh. You and I are in the same boat. Hold same on. thing. Hold on. <laughs> I know he was a first round pick. Let me tell you why I know. Because every time, like, we all came up in Orlando. They from Orlando. They adopted me in Orlando, right? So they from the they, the, the west side. I'm from the east side. Do you claim Orlando more than Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh more than Orlando? Both. Equal. Equal. Oh. So, so listen. <laughs> so, cool story. 
when we went up and played East Carolina, Mike Sims Walker, who he grew up with, took me to his dormitory. So we chilling the night before the game with, 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 with 2K. I didn't even know who Chris Johnson was for real. But anyways, we all got cool. They were already cool. And then when he went first round, reason why I noticed, Ashley, because when we was at Roxy, and that tab came. <laughs> CJ, get that tab, Ro boy. Roxy is. Is, Roxy, is Roxy a strip club? Or no, club? no. Roxy is just a, 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 a club. But anywhere we oh. went didn't matter. We knew we was good because we had 2K there. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. I love stuff. Chris, what was a young Brandon Marshall like? Man, that, that was my boy, man. You know, like he say, um, we met at the time um, when they came out to Greenville. Um, and ever since since then, you know, just watch him, like, how big of a guy he was and the way he was able to run routes and catch the ball and do all those type of things. Like, it was crazy. And then, you know, they got drafted before me. So, you know, I always looked up to those guys. So anytime they was doing something and I was home for the offseason, I used to go around those guys and be around those guys, man. And, you know, he just kind of, like, took me under his wings and just – you know, showed me the ropes and all those things, man. He always, that's like my brother, man. That's oh, right. I that's love right. that. That's so right. let's dive into the football, guys. First and foremost, I mean, Will Levis, we've had multiple conversations about him on this show, one being his uh, love for mayonnaise in his coffee, <laughs> which Brandon Marshall actually experienced for himself. He said it was absolutely terrible, has no idea how Will does it. But, I mean, what he did last week weekend, rather, for the Titans was – a very big deal. He's one of our rookies of the week for week eight. I mean, how good is Will Levis and is he the real deal? Um, I think he's the real deal. Um, not just me, but the whole Tennessee, the whole Nashville, uh, city of Nashville, whoever Tennessee fans, I think we've been dying for this. We've been mm -hmm. asking for this. Like, I, I just feel like it's, it's it for Tannehill. You know, he did he did what he can do for us in the time that he was the starter. But we've been knowing we got this horse in the backfield and Derrick Henry, and everybody want to put eight, nine in the box to stop him. We need a guy that can throw it all over the field. And the first time you plug him in, he throw for four touchdowns. Um, we get D-Hop over there, and the games before then, they've been thinking that, oh, people been saying, oh, D-Hop washed up, this and that. He can't – he's not helping us out. As soon as you put – um will in there he threw it all over the field d hop got three touchdowns um will throw for four touchdowns and i think that's just something that tennessee offense been needing for so long okay okay bro you know you're my brother now you know we hold each other accountable all the time bro right. like how we know how, how how we how we know we're not looking at a brock purdy situation right where he come off get off to a fast start but then things get rocky a little later. And now people are questioning, is Brock Purdy the guy? I'm not questioning Brock Purdy. Just want to be clear there. Okay. But there's a lot of people right now saying Brock Purdy might be the might, might, not, might not be the guy. You're coming out here after one game, and you're saying Will Levis is the guy? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying he's the guy because, look, Will Levis had four touchdowns in one game. Tannehill haven't had that all season. So you can't get no worse than it. Like you can't get you you look at last year when Tannehill get hurt, um, and we got um Malik Willis. They don't even go to him. They go and get Josh um Dobbs off of the streets. So we know we don't trust in the second round pick from the year before. So we come back and give up another second round. We draft a quarterback in the second round again. 
and he come in and do this in week one, like I feel like you can't get no worse than that. I'm not gonna sit out here and say okay. he's the savior, he's the new um face of of the franchise, but you can't get no worse than that. Of course he gotta go out and continue to have the success if we wanna say he's our new quarterback, but we gave a second round pick for him. You mm. can't get no worse than that. Mm. So CJ, you mentioned Henry in the backfield. They gotta load the box. You mentioned D Hop. How he can go over top. That's another weapon. Y'all got Trey right. Burt who be doing this thing. Like, why do you think the Titans have underperformed this season? We I just talked about it. The, so it's the quarterback. It's all with the quarterback. It, everything starts with the quarterback. We gave Tannehill a hundred million dollars. He on the last year of his contract. He made his whole hundred. It's time to move on. Everybody knows your team is gonna be as good as your quarterback. Once you handle that situation, then I feel like everything is good. I think that's the only thing that's been holding us back. We got a good defense. We playing good defense. We're doing everything we need to do. We just needed a quarterback to push us over the top. So so Ashley, Ashley talked about the mayonnaise thing, bro. You <sighs> did you see the viral video of your quarterback Will Levis on draft? I think it was draft night. He put mayonnaise in his coffee. You seen that? No, I didn't see that. I didn't oh, see that. you got to see. I'm going to send it to that. you. We can't play it right now, but I'm going to send it to you, bro. Like, that's where I'm like. That's okay. his thing. He says that it makes his coffee <laughs> creamy. Oh, my goodness. Ashley, tell him about it. So, basically, I mean, he does it constantly. So, he, you know how some people use, like, International Delight or Creamer, like, in their coffee to sweeten it or, like, whatever? He uses mayonnaise. So, he's mm. He squeezes mayonnaise into his coffee about like maybe like this much, <laughs> and he spins it in there and he drinks it and he thoroughly enjoys it. Brandon had it. No, now watch this. Now you watch this. It. Watch this. Yes, Brandon, you tasted it, right? Yeah, I did. It was it wasn't good. <laughs> now watch this. Two K owns a coffee shop. He's in the coffee. Ask him if that's on his menu. Is it on the menu? That's not on my menu, <laughs> but that's definitely something. I got I got to go have a taste test. I gotta go have a taste test. I might need to add that to, to the menu. You're man. you're wasting your time if you do a taste <laughs> test. I'm telling you right now, don't waste your time. But well, speaking <laughs> listen, speaking of time, when I introduced you, I said one of the fastest men in the NFL ever, like of all time, and mm -hmm. another fast man in the NFL, Tyreek Hill, is having one hell of a season, a historic season. You know if. We want to go ahead and name it that, which I think is fair to assume yeah. um, or label it as. Now, as a Hall of Fame receiver yourself, B. Marsh will be there one day. But as a Hall of F Fame receiver yourself, how? Running back. I'm sorry. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. running I'm back. I'm the receiver. You're the yeah. receiver. Yeah. Running back. No, he, he, he didn't have the hands. That He didn't have the hands to play receiver. <laughs> That's why we put him out running how? back. <laughs> Listen, how impressive is it what Tyreek Hill is doing? I mean, this is one of the greatest wide receivers in the league right now. I mean, we're watching history happen in real time. Oh, man, it's crazy to see the things that he's doing, especially at his size. Like, he wasn't blessed like the Brandon Marshall, the 6'4", you know, 220. You know what I'm saying? He's a small guy. And for him to go in there and do the things that he's doing is amazing. And you know, a lot of times, a lot of times they say, a lot of times they say us fast guys can't catch. We don't have good hands. <laughs> but for him to come in and do the things he's doing and already have a yeah. thousand yards at halfway point of the season, um, it's crazy to see that he's he would be the guy 
that will probably go for 2,000 receiving yards if he keep this pace up. Well, you went for 2,000 yards, bro. Take us into mm. that year, your mindset, you know, when you did it, right? And, like, what is – and then take us through, like, what Tyreek Hill might be going through, what he might be thinking about or even what he's feeling in his body. Right. I think the number one – the number one thing for that is being available. So, if he can stay healthy and play all the games, it's possible. Um, and just – like, when you get to that point, like, everybody is focusing on you. So you got to make sure you continue to study, stay in the film room to see what type of things that these defenses are going to try to do to stop you. So you got to stay in the film room and also just take care of your body. Um, a thing that I used to do, um, the late, great um, Heimerdinger, my Heimerdinger, my offensive quarter, mm -hmm. coordinator, so a thing that I used to do after practice, because you know in the league, like they don't they don't condition us after practice. So he always made sure, even all the way up into like <clears throat> week 15, 16, after practice two two days out of the week, I made sure I did like four half gassers for um each day. So I got eight half gassers in that week after every practice or whatever. So I made sure I do that to make sure I stay in shape. But also take care of my body and just stay focused, man. And you know, God is number one. Mm. Mm. I like I like having greats in their position on the show, right? Because you hear little insights like that. Right. What made them great? And being that you was a great at your position at running back, right? Your view on a position might be a little different than everybody else's view on a position. Who are your top three running backs in the league right now? Right now. Right. Um, now. You know, I'm a I'm a little biased. You know, I I love Derrick Henry. Um, Fair. I love Derrick Henry. It's just like if you keep handing him the ball, you look up, he got 150 yards. <laughs> no matter what type of day it is, no matter if they're losing, winning, what, uh, you got to go Derrick Henry. Um, another, I like Saquon. Okay. Saquon is just that back that can do it all. Um, catch out of the backfield, your screens. He right in between the tackles outside of the tackles um and another guy that i have that i like right now um who is my third guy he's hurt right now but man and this is a guy that i thought was going to have a chance be the next running back to go for two thousand yards um nick chubb mm. he's hurt right now but i, I like sleeping nick on nick chubb you mentioned say you mentioned Saquon Barkley, and you know he was dealing with a lot of back and forth between himself, his side, and the Giants organization. And we've had the conversation about running backs on this show. We've talked to a lot of vets about the conversation surrounding running backs, and it seems as though more and more organizations within the NFL are unwilling to pay running backs the big paychecks, like we once saw years ago with Ezekiel Elliott and some other names. So where do you see the future of this position? Do you ever see it go f going back full circle and those guys getting those big paychecks again? Or do you think it, the league has just become such a pass-first league that that position is almost just on the back mind of so many different organizations across the NFL? Uh, well, when I look at it, um, Jonathan Taylor just got paid, but um... – Things that I would tell younger kids, like as far as high school kids, college kids that's playing running back, if you're going to play running back, you're going to have to adapt to the game. So that means, yes, you play running back, but you still have to put into your toolbox 
that you can go out wide and run routes like a receiver. So I feel like you look at Christian McCaffrey, and I'm I'm sorry I left him off my list. Yep. He's probably the best running back right now just because of things that he, he's doing. But if you're able to run in between the tackles, outside the tackles, and go out wide like a receiver and run those routes, they have no choice but to pay you because the number one thing of the game now is create mismatches. So if I can take my running back and put him outside and line him up against the linebackers, we know linebackers, they can't guard. Like your B flowers and stuff like that. You know you can't guard. So that's create mismatches. And as long as you can do that at the running back position, then I feel like you would be all right. But if you come in and you just a running back that can just run in between the tackles, your hard-nosed running back just expecting to get the ball 25, 30 times a game, that's not going to happen. So if you don't adapt to the game, then you're going to be left left behind. But if you model your game around the Christian McCaffrey's and stuff like that, I feel like you'll be all right. Mm. So uh, I want to go back to Derrick Henry. Do you think it was smart for uh, Derrick Henry and the Titans to stay together? The trade deadline was yesterday, right? So some people thought that he could potentially uh, be on the go. Um, I think it was smart for him because of, I would say, the type of offense he, he's in. We know that Tennessee is going to um, play defense and they're going to run the ball. Yeah, we got a new new Will in there. We know he's going to throw the ball, but they don't trust him all the way, so they know his best friend is going to be the running game. For Derrick Henry to go anywhere else, I just don't see no other team in the NFL that's just giving their back 25, 30 touches a game. Um, you look at um, Dalvin Cook that went over to the Jets. He's probably averaging probably five, six carries, seven carries a game. Right. And we know he's a volume, he's a volume type running back where he needs his touches. But when you go to an offense that's gonna, you know, they got a rod, so they're gonna throw the ball all over the field. So when you go to these offenses that's gonna throw the ball and you're not able to touch the ball like that, then of course people on the outside are gonna be like, Oh yeah, you fell fell off. You're not the type of back that you was. So when you talk about Derrick Henry, I just don't see another team out there that's their offense was going to model his game. Well, listen, Chris, we appreciate you so much for stopping by. We also want to remind everybody to vote for their favorite rookie this week at NFL.com slash voting slash rookies. Chris, it has been a pleasure, and we look forward to seeing the mayonnaise on your on your coffee menu soon. <laughs> I'm sending it to you right hey, now, bro. Coffee. <laughs> Mix it on up in there. Brandon's going to send you that video, so maybe you can really decide if you want to add it to your menu. I'm, I have a feeling you're not going to want to, but we'll let you decide. <laughs> if he adds it to the menu, I'm never going. <laughs> you already drank it once. Guys, this has Love, been... Love, bro. <laughs> this Love, has been time. Yo Rookie, right, presented by Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie. All right, so we're going to go back and talk some more Chase Young traded to the 49ers. So in case you missed that breaking news, the NFL trade deadline was yesterday, 4 o'clock, and the Niners are sending third-round pick, um, or sending a third-round pick to the Commanders for defensive end Chase Young. 
So that defensive unit of the San Francisco 49ers just gets another weapon. Young had five sacks in seven games this season, but was part of a defense that was actually one of the worst in the NFL. Obviously, I'm speaking about the commanders. But now he joins, like I said, one of the best defenses in the NFL with the San Francisco 49ers. So what does this move mean, B-Flo, for the 49ers race in the NFC against Dallas, against Philly, and even Detroit? We got to put them in there. It means a lot because John Lynch feels as a general manager, we beefing up our defense again. Mm -hmm. They first Super Bowl uh, debut a couple years ago when they played Kansas City, nobody couldn't stop talking about how good their front seven is, how much pressure they kept getting on opposing quarterbacks with just four guys. They don't have to send a blitz. They was in every passing lane. You let Warner just drop in coverage. You can blitz him if you want. Let him run sideline to sideline. Like You don't have to keep blitzing and creating holes in your defense schematically to get pressure on a quarterback. They got Randy Gregory. They got Chase Young now. So now that defensive line will be deep. They're going to get a lot of pressure. That's going to help the secondary who's been struggling these last couple of weeks on the back end. So they just shoring up this defense as much as they can um, before they get into the latter part of the season. Um, I mentioned earlier that he played with Joey Bosa in college, so they're going to have that pedigree. They got a young coach in Daryl Tapp who's coaching those guys over there. Like, th this is a good move for him, you know, and they respect him. They gave up a third round for him. So yep. that let him know, like, yo, we want you to come in and not just be oh, in rotation. Oh, you respect anything past the second <laughs> round now. Okay. I'm just saying. Real quick, the <laughs> chat once again is pointing out that Brandon and I are matching again. Listen, listen, this I'm was telling not you. on purpose. No, no, I no. swear to God, we did I not discuss this. So. this. This is the first thing I've seen when Ashley walked in. I'm like, yo, why y'all just won't put I me in the memo? I swear to God, people, like, this is not a conspiracy to keep you out. Out. We did not do this on purpose. I swear. I didn't even notice until I'm looking at the screen, looking at the chat, and everyone's like, who wore it better, Ashley or Brandon? And I realized once again, you're the odd man out. Right. It's cool. I accept. I don't even care no more. I'm glad y'all <laughs> called it in the chat. That's crazy. That's the first thing I've seen. When she right. I just really feel so. like we just, Brandon and I just have worked together too long, and maybe we're just like unconsciously like picking the same colors because we do not plan this. It's not something For that real. we have a conversation about the day before. The only time he ever did tell me what he was going to wear was the green and he told both of us and nobody That's wore right. green. And nobody, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, we talked about this and then when we talk about it, then... This, this is the last thing I'm going to say on it, right? B told me, Ashley always wear black. Just wear black and you'll be safe. She wore black one time since, and I wore black every single Wait, day. Wait, no, that's not true. And I've I, worn I black like several times. Nobody, I've worn, so I don't even know what to do. I've worn black several times. It usually cool. is my go-to color, but I don't know what happened here. I know. <laughs> I just, uh, I know. Sorry, well, let me ask you this question. Did you wear that last night? No. I wore this last night. <laughs> 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 that looks really clean for last night. Well, yeah, I only went to dinner. I'm glad I ain't. Uh, but you didn't get nothing on, on it. Me. No, I didn't get anything on it. Impressive. I was at Prime 112, had um, some crab legs and um, two glasses of wine. It was really nice. Nobody was there because it was Halloween. Everybody was on Lincoln Road. So I was on Ocean. It was great. All right. That's good. Okay. Um, yeah, I wore this last night, but we're talking about Chase Young. Chase Young, <laughs> trade it. <laughs> We talked about this yesterday, right, uh, or two days ago, Monday, we were talking about the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones' comments on, you know, him feeling comfortable where he's at. He's not going to make any calls, but he will take some calls, right? Mm -hmm. And we jumped into this discussion of teams, like, being close and just going out there and making a move. The 49ers are there. Now, 
they're on this three-game skid. A lot of people are concerned about the 49ers, how they might be concerned. But we know the 49ers are going to get back on track. I hope, Hopefully we know. This is a really good football team, really good coaches. But there's pressure within that building. They walked into this year knowing that they're contenders. They walked into this year with one goal in mind, not just to make it to a playoff game, not just to, you know, win some games. Their goal was win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. not go to the Super Bowl. For some teams, that's going to be uh, that'd be amazing. But they've already been there, meaning uh, coach, right? Coach, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Coach Shanahan. You already been there. So for him, he has to go make this move because – Hell, he's on the clock. And I'm not saying he's in a hot seat, but, like, bro, when you're here for three, four, five years and you did it in other other situations as an offensive coordinator, it's like, when are you going to get over the hump? I love Coach Shannon. I always say he's the reason why I got drafted. Called his dad and said, if you don't draft him, I'm not showing up to any family events. He said, you need to take him. So I love him. But this this move makes sense because him – and uh, John Lynch, who's the general manager, who I played with as well in Denver, like they're on the clock. Y'all got to make this happen. And this three-game skid is not okay. Well, I mean, Beefo, you were pro Brock Purdy. You had him in your top ten. You pulled him out. I mean, Brandon talks about being a contender. Um, do you trust Brock Purdy enough at this point, what you've seen in these last three games this season overall, to even get the 49ers back to that point? I trust him. Um he just got to stop turning the ball over. Like, he hasn't been playing terrible where he missing key throws like Jimmy G was last game when Adams was running free and he just couldn't deliver. It's just Brock Purdy, he had so much success his rookie year, his first year, because he didn't turn the ball over. He made the throws they wanted him to make, the safe throws. Defense played well. They played together as a team. Now, when you turn the ball over – you're putting your defense on the field too much. Now nah, they don't look stout. It's just it all comes back to taking care of the ball. Like, right? B, every Monday we go into meetings, first thing they say, take care of the ball. And they right. put the statistics up. If you turn the ball over this many times, this is what's going to happen. This is our percent, percentages of winning the game and losing the game. So once he does that, I feel like the 49ers will get back on track. I don't think uh, last year was a fluke. I don't think he took all these steps back. I just think he just, like I said, interceptions are contagious, just like winning and losing. So, And, and let's not – yeah, you said that yesterday, and, and you are so right. Damn, I forgot about that. I was like, you are right. When you're losing, it's like you just keep going down that yeah, way. It's like, hard to break it's hard. that. It's hard. And then when you go in the other way, you got that mojo cooking. But yeah. let's not let's not forget, he also started off the year hot too. It's just the last three games. And if you look at the last three games, you can point out, like, okay, there was other people to contribute to that. I think they'll be fine. And I actually think this three-game skit will be good for him. Look at him. Look at this. This is what I saw the first the first time he took over when Jimmy G went down. Look at this dude. Look at the moxie. The moxie. Look Look at it. Look at the, look at the confidence. Look at the swagger. Like, come on, man. Like, guys like this that have that type of mindset, that type of psyche, I mean, he was drafted not to even be in this position. He's a fighter. He has that – it's a different type of uh, makeup that this kid has. So when you're in these situations like this, it can break some, but then it can build others. And I really believe it's going to build him because the next time he's in these, these situations, like, damn, okay, what I need to do, we're down by a score or two. You know, I just threw two picks in that three-game skit. Let me protect the ball. What did I learn from that? So there's a lot of key learnings for him over these last three weeks. Good players, 
really good players, learn from it, and grow. And I think he will do that. And he get Debo back maybe this week, maybe next. So that's going to help, right? Because mm-hmm. that's been his outlet. That's been his security blanket. So he, he going to be all right. Well, listen, we are going to try to figure out our coordination on this show um, during this commercial break. So make sure you go ahead and don't move because we'll be right back. We're going to figure out what's going on here. We're, we got to work on our communication <laughs> skills. While we do that, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> we definitely got our white tees. Like, what is happening? Right After I, I got arrested December 6, 2021, and I'm sitting in jail the next day, and I'm just like, yo, like, why am I here? You know, like, why, the, like, why am I, like... I'm so over this cycle of shit. I'm tired. You know what I mean? I'm 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 so tired and like God if like you want me like let like you just move me. You know what I mean? Like you know, I'm, I'm I have no money. I didn't have nothing. Like I'm done with ball. Like ain't no more trying out. Ain't no more coming back. Like I'm done. Like all of me is done. And that reality put me into a position where I got to like Either go this way real quick or this way. And that's where my life changed. That's when I made a choice. I'm done with survival mode. I got to live because I got to be happy. It's just me. There ain't nobody else no more. I can't blame nobody else. And it's nobody else's fault. Like It being their fault is not, does not make my life productive. What comes up for me hearing you say that is that we've heard this before. It's like... We can't control what happens to us, but we can't control how we respond to it. You right? Yeah, and it's it's not letting my trauma, my bad experiences, be the narrative that controls my life. Like I can't continue to be this way and that way and hold resentments and 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 blame this and and see if I can. No, I gotta live right. I gotta I gotta save me. I gotta put all energy into like, let's do this shit correctly. I don't, I'm not gonna say jail saved my life. I'm gonna say like that that December sixth when I got originally arrested, um, that was a, a moment in my life. I think because my life had turned around, you know, like within that, from that moment, I, you know, I moved to Texas and was by myself and I went through these, all these periods and life was going good. I got my, I, it was real rough at the beginning, you know, and that's why I talk about December 6th because that's when I was so, that's when I became sober. Like that's when I was no more, no more, nothing. Going and adjusting to life, being done playing ball, being in a new place by myself, being not in a relationship because I was a relationship whore. I'm jumping from relationship to relationship, being alone, right? And just that alone, not having a job, all these different things I'm dealing with. And then I started working myself, you know, working on myself and, and working on who I was and gotten to a point where, you know, I started a company and, and, and I'm... I'm just happy with like I'm I'm headed somewhere, and then like I go to get sentenced, and then I go to jail. So it kind of threw me off, because I went and started and built from nothing, and then I was ready to launch and and just I was ready to I'm ready to open up, you know I'm ready to be free, be free, <laughs> and then I got locked up. All right. And so it was like, damn, here I go again, and and. It was kind of like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Like that, like God or life was was testing me. Like, you know, do you really, are you committed to this? You know, are you really, do you really want to be sober? Because you know, inside you can do whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? And so it's like, there's a lot of a lot of are you sure's. I've really came a long way. 
and it's important that I get to do what I what I want to do and, and, and be this person that I'm becoming and, and, and show that to everybody and, and just show it to my show it to myself because I deserve it. You know, like I deserve it. And so going to jail, it was just a test. It was a test to see, you know, how committed am I to this person that I'm becoming and, and you know, moving forward, am I sure this is who I, I want to be? Yeah. Came up from the mud, it's like I walk around with a shoe stain. Uncle gave me fire when we kicked it, he was Luke Kane. Remember we were struggling for it, then I needed loose change. Now the money never stopped, and I feel like I'm Bruce Wayne. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Um, it's hump day. No? Oh. We're not going to... We're not going to... Yeah, we yeah, kind of miss it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hump <laughs> <my> day! <laughs> There's Humpty. Thank you, BC. Thank you, Andrew, for holding down the fort. Y'all knew that I was going to be a few minutes late this morning. Um, I appreciate you still having Humpty ready to go for me. Are you guys a fan of Mean Girls? What, what is what Mean Girls? Yeah, what is Mean? What are you talking about? You guys, you've never seen Mean Girls? No. It's like a girl group. No, it's not a girl group. <laughs> you never see the movie Mean Girls? No. Why? Why would? Okay. What would make me say I want to go check out a movie called Mean? Because Girls? you've been with women, you have a daughter. Like we've never seen Mean Girls. Nah. Mm-mm. Are you for Is real? It on YouTube. I mean, I got it. Me and B both have eight-year-old girls. She's texting me right now. Um, but they're on YouTube. If it ain't on YouTube, <laughs> yeah. no, it's a movie. Lindsay Lohan. That's Fetch. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. You guys, on Wednesday we wear pink. You never seen that nah, movie? I have Ashley, no, yeah, no, I have no clue nah. what that is. Okay, well then this video is pointless then because you guys aren't <laughs> gonna send any other references. Um, Walmart teamed up with the cast of Mean Girls years after the movie premiered. It was a global phenomenon. I went and saw this in the theater. It is just a movie that is at North Shore, quoted, some things never change. On Wednesdays, we um, still wear pink. 
October 3rd. He asked me what day it was. I told him it was Get in, sweetie. 3rd. We're going deal but shopping. But now we shop Walmart Black Friday deals. Buckle up. Karen Smith here with the weather. There's a 30% chance it's already when... No, that's not That's Amanda Seinfeld. Lindsay Lohan will be coming up for a second. This guy here in the movie, he does a dance. and He says, don't let the haters keep you down, yo. And he tells his son, there's Lindsay Lohan. She's now a guidance counselor at That's the school. Really but yes, so Lindsay none of the, look good. None yeah. of the references are gonna um Yeah, hit, yeah, no. Hit with you guys. I cannot believe neither one of you have seen Mean Girls. Nah. No. But I think the concept's dope. We can yeah. talk about that and we can talk about Lindsay. Lindsay looked good. She, she just seen? had a baby. She had a baby. Nah, nah, she do look dope. She just right, had a baby. Like you know her story, she's been through a lot. So for her to be sitting there like that looking great. That's phenomenal. Yeah, they they she just had a baby. I believe she's just got married as well. Mm. Um, but so congratulations to her. Uh, I was a big Lindsay Lohan fan growing up. Um, so I guess back to football because <laughs> <laughs> we can't. Yes, Ashley, can't back discuss to football. This. Um, mean girls. Like, oh hell no! I refuse to talk <laughs> about this topic again. Brian, Brian, <laughs> Brian is our producer. Brian, I'm not doing this. I refuse to talk about Aaron Rodgers coming back this year. Why is this in the rundown? I refuse to do this. I'm skip. I'm calling an audible. I am calling an audible. I refuse. I am not. Why? Why, why doing don't you? It. Why don't you think that he can come back? All right, would this be the, maybe the I last don't time care. for no, the last time for making it a thing now? Like they still talking about it, they low key making it a thing. Like why? Yeah, why? What, why is it a thing now? Did somebody say something? Oh my god! Okay, here I, we go. I don't know. He did. Let me be, put on my shocked face, little, like uh, we've never had this conversation thing, so I don't before. Know. That's why they could be. Here we go. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> <laughs> said on Tuesday that he's giving advice to Kirk Cousins, who recently um and has had his season ended due to an Achilles injury um, on how to handle recovery with a torn Achilles. As we know, Aaron Rodgers underwent a different type of surgery to um, mend his torn Achilles that is being credited for the reason that he's been able to heal so quickly versus other situations, other quarterbacks, other athletes that we have seen in this situation. Now, while the torn Achilles usually um, ends a player's season, some still believe that Aaron Rodgers could return late in the season. Here's Jets GM Joe Douglas on that very thing. Um, everything I've heard is that uh, just to see him be able to do some of the things that he's doing. Um, again, it's not surprising. I think we all know the competitor, the competitive makeup that Aaron has, and you know I think he said it before. Like he has goals, and he's gonna he's gonna chase those goals, and he's gonna put every ounce of effort into achieving those goals, and so. Um, you know, nothing surprises me when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. With the team, with the team. Uh, I have no timeline on, again, I'm not an expert, I'm not a doctor, I have no, no timeline to give you guys on, on him coming back. And so, um, but it's just, it's just good having him around. It's just when he's, when he's out there pregame, when he's, when he's around the team, you know, it's just, it's just good having him in the building. So you're not saying you're expecting him to play this year? No, I, I'm not putting any anything out there like that. Again, that's not my place. I'm not a doctor, and you know, I, I don't have anything, any any breaking news for you like that. He was always cool. All right, so it's happening. Do we think that Aaron Rodgers is coming back? Thirty-nine-year-old quarterback. 
Returned from a torn Achilles in less than four months. We've seen mm-hmm. him throw on the football field several times. We know how he feels about science, except when science works in his favor. He says that he doesn't know if he's coming back, but he also says that he may or may not come back. I don't know. I'm genuinely, Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, this is I your care. alley. Yeah, Go ahead, take it. I, I'm tapped out. Okay, Listen, for- this and James Harden. I don't want to discuss it anymore. <laughs> right. Well, first off, uh, Joe Douglas, the general manager who we just heard from, you know, I, you guys may have caught my audio. I was talking about him in the commercial or during the soundbite where he's doing a hell of a job. Um, even when I would go around the team when they were losing, before there was uh, Aaron Rodgers or even a Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson brought a little excitement for a couple of months when they drafted him. He always had his hands steady. He was always cool, cool right? You know this, B, when you're losing and that environment is real toxic, mm-hmm. it's, real, it's, a real, it's a real test, and he always stood up strong. So I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm happy for him. Look, the Denver Bron- not the Denver, the, the New York Jets are on a three-game winning streak, okay? So the last three games, they go to Denver, they beat Denver. They go to Philly, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles, okay? They beat the Giants this past Sunday. The season is about to start now. And if they can get through this four, five-game stretch, this three, four-game stretch, and they're still right in contention, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Um, I know Ashley, she, 39, um, you know, you got 2024 season, why you rush it? Like, for me, it's it's about now. You never know when you're going to get that opportunity. You never know, right? Like, we don't even know, like, how much longer Aaron Rodgers is going to play, right? Aaron Rodgers, hell, his last year in Green Bay, this is Aaron Rodgers. They sucked. They sucked. So, if your team can sneak into the playoffs, you get into the dance, you don't know what's going to happen. So, absolutely, if you're Aaron Rodgers and you can protect yourself in a pocket, it's going to look a little different. But if you can protect yourself, you absolutely go out there and give it a shot. Can I be honest about something really quick? Because here's where my confusion lies. And B-Flow, jump in when, when you know I say this. Because maybe it's just me. You, we saw Aaron Rodgers last year with the Green Bay Packers. He looked horrible. That's it's. He didn't look not horrible. horrible. He, horrible. He didn't look great. Is that he, fair? He wasn't the he wasn't the MVP, the back to back MVP. So he didn't look great. Is that fair? That's that's yeah. fair. Okay. He didn't look great. We didn't we didn't see him play with the Jets. We only saw preseason. We saw 17 seconds of a regular season. We don't even know what this Jets team was going to look like with Aaron Rodgers. We have no idea what version of Aaron Rodgers we were going to get with this Jets team. We're putting so much stock into the name Aaron Rodgers, and I get it. I'm a fan of Aaron Rodgers, one of the best, as Brandon says, one of the best passers of the football, throwers of the football. I get it. Super Bowl winner, Hall of Fame quarterback. But we're putting so much stock into him being a savior for a team that we didn't even see him play with. We don't even know what this team looks like with him at the forefront. You don't know if this is a playoff team. You don't know if it's a Super Bowl team. You don't even you have no idea. We're only putting stock because it's Aaron Rodgers. And yes, I understand that. But there's a lot of things that have to also go right. And we don't know what that would have looked like with him because we only saw him play 72 so seconds of a season. So, so, go ahead, B. so you're putting stock in him to come back and save a season for what? Like what what are we saving? I can't believe you sitting here and saying you don't know why everybody have hope for Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. This is New York, right? 
New York always had this thing they planned in their head with the what ifs, right? Mm-hmm. If Rogers come back, we can do this. something like the Knicks. Like if RJ Bear, hold on, tell me why I catch a stray. And if the Yankees, <laughs> tell comes in. That's how the Like New York always have this what if. But right. you know what RJ Barrett looks like with the Knicks. You know what Carmelo Anthony looks like with the Knicks. We're putting all our stock on Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, as this, a singular you know, entity, and not Aaron Rodgers, the leader of the New York Jets. You don't know what this team looks like. You know You're putting why they're so doing much that? stock in him to come and save the season. When you don't know how it's all going to mesh together, we didn't see it happen. You know why they're doing that? Because they know he'll be just so much better than Zach Wilson. And if they always having a chance to get in the playoffs with Zach Wilson, they know Aaron Rodgers is, like, tremendously better. He just came off back-to-back MVPs, excluding that last year. Like, not talking about just making a Pro Bowl. You're talking about MVPs of the whole league. So you know he still has also He also gives you the best opportunity to win, too, right? Like, because – we had this debate, y'all kept challenging me. Why wouldn't you go out there and upgrade at the quarterback position right now? And I'm like, well, Zach Wilson gives you the best opportunity to win. So when Aaron Rodgers, let's say come January, he can get out there and move, right? They're going to look at this and they're going to evaluate the situation. If he can move and his he gives you a better opportunity than Zach Wilson, you absolutely move forward. But I would say uh, 80, uh, a 70%, 80%... Aaron Rodgers is better than 90% of the guys out there. Yeah. Yes. What I'm saying is 70, 80% of Aaron Rodgers as Aaron Rodgers, a singular entity is better than I agree with you. Most quarterbacks, but we all know that chemistry is not something that you can just turn on and off. We see it throughout sports. Name the sport. I agree you can with you name there. it. So we're putting all this stock on the greatness of Aaron Rodgers to put his cape on and save a team that has not played with him, doesn't know his quirks, doesn't know his ins and outs. He doesn't know his receivers' ins and outs. There's no they had, they there's, had the off season. That seems like ten years ago. It at does. This point. It does. But like, let me I, ask you I this: just, What do you have to lose? Because the thing that what it sounds what what it sounds like what, what you're saying is. Uh, 2024. Is no, no, no. Well, I mean, I think, like, why not go out I there? If he, 20... if he says, if he comes out and says, you look, I'm ready to go in January and they're right where they need to be. Mm-hmm. What do you have to lose? I think I'm only saying not this year. I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers, his age, his health, having him for an entire season is better than having him for a fraction of a season that is may or may not turn into something. That's not a gamble. I think you make despite what type of, incredible you know moves that he's made in four months post-surgery you just don't I just don't think you, you take that gamble right. but yeah, I agree. I'm saying that in terms of if he does come back there's this just larger than life expectation that he's gonna come in and be the savior and it's unrealistic for a quarterback that has maybe one and a half preseason games and a and couple of months of training camp with this team. They don't know each other. The thing you're missing, Ash, and why the Jets are so excited, because if they can get in the playoffs, which is – it might can happen, bro, because their next, they're next yeah, two but- weeks they got the Chargers and the Raiders. They're mm-hmm. both beatable, beatable. Then they got two division games, and they got the Falcons and the Texans. Like, mm-hmm. they can get into the playoffs and sneak in there. Yeah. But – what you missing, Ash, when you saying, like, what makes you think Rodgers can get this done? Some players just got that it factor. That's no, right. I, you no, know, even, I, I'm go. not saying what makes you think Rodgers can get it done. What I'm saying is, is that when it comes, when you're coming to the playoffs and you're going to go against a team like, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, they know each other in and out. Travis Kelsey doesn't even have to speak to Patrick. It's a look. 
Patrick Mahomes has a feel for that offense. He has it's a heartbeat. Like he knows, like he just knows the ins and outs. All I'm saying is, is that I get it. Aaron Rodgers is great. That he is greatness personified. That is not always enough to come in and save a situation when you haven't been in the situation. That, I, don't think, I don't think that's what they need from Aaron Rodgers coming into this into this year. What I said was, we don't need the back-to-back MVP Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because you have a running game and you have a top-five defense. Aaron Rodgers didn't have to come out this year uh, and throw for 5,000 yards for this team to be a contender. I felt like Aaron Rodgers needed to come into this situation and be a great manager. Just manage. Make the right decision. Don't turn the ball over. So that's what you're that's what you need out of Aaron Rodgers for this team to be successful because you 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 have a complete team. When you talk about success though, just success to compete, because when you're going against a Chiefs, when you're going against a Ravens, when you're going against a team, they've been in the trenches with each other all season. They know that's the right. highs, the lows, they Don't figured matter. each other out. You think that because Aaron Rodgers is is great, that that's enough to combat yes, all those intangibles 100%. of other teams yeah, that he doesn't know. He doesn't know this football team. He does. He's he does. Every day with he them. built the chemistry it, with him on an all season, and you can hear no, what everybody no, say about on. him. Y'all gotta compare GM. practice and training camp to Listen, actual game experience yes, with I'm your a, guys. I'm gonna tell you why. You see what the GM say about Rodgers and everybody in the mm-hmm. locker room. He just come around. They make us feel good. Like that's we right. walk different. Like we talk different. He makes his team believe. You it see, makes your Saul, hands as a receiver. So then, why couldn't he do that last year? Yeah. Last year, he was completely healthy, and he he, didn't, he wasn't happy. This, this is a different situation. But he was Everybody's he happy in New York where he But he dead. was healthy. Yeah, but that there's so many different factors. We're basically it uh, winning or just getting an opportunity to play a game is so precious, right? Because it it could be gone just like that. And when you get an opportunity, you take that opportunity if you're in a safe space. So to me, Ashley, there, yes, there's a lot of validity behind what you're saying as far as like, can he get this team over the hump, a 70%, 80% Aaron Rodgers? We don't know. And that's the beautiful thing about this and the excitement around this. Aaron Rodgers coming back. We're all going to be leaning in. Let's see how he looks. Let's see if he holds up. Let's see if he can make that play. Like, that's the excitement about sports and competing on a level. You heard Joe Douglas say that. He's like, he's the ultimate competitor. Even his whole journey is, like, inspiring to me. Yeah. Like, a dude to say, I'm going to define the odds, right? Four months, I'm going to be back. That's a beautiful thing. You were going somewhere earlier when you were saying, like, there's some dudes that just have the it. Jalen Ramsey has the it. We didn't think Jalen Ramsey was going to come back to the end of December, January. This dude had a pick on Sunday, B. Yeah. Some some players just have that. Jalen Ramsey's not going, a quarterback, going, though. Going back it's to, harder for Jalen Ramsey, a knee injury, to backpedal and do all of that. Jalen not responsible for leading an offense. But, but going back to the That's, Jets, right, they're not going to ask Rodgers, like you said, to – be MVP Rodgers, right? They defense is winning games for them right now. They won games for them last That's year. Right. They're going to keep the game close. What does Aaron Rodgers do well? Make good decisions, and when you get to the red zone, he's going to make them back shoulder throws that nobody in the league but can again, make. But again, That's all they're going to need him to Last do. season, you say he wasn't happy. They didn't have a top five defense. You said he wasn't a, happy, which is why he mm-hmm. didn't play that great. He, it's but not that he didn't play great. He didn't have a great situation. T- how many how many balls how many balls did his wide receivers drop? Statistically, he remember wasn't his I know, best. but look at the receiver. But I'm, I'm not I'm not diving into. I'm not saying what you're we saying is to, inaccurate. If you, if you're I'm not saying what you're saying is inaccurate. I'm just simply saying statistically, it mm-hmm. wasn't one of his best years. The reasons mm-hmm. are plentiful, but I'm just saying statistically, okay. wasn't one of Aaron Rodgers' best years. 
But I'd be willing to say that the year prior, he wasn't happy. Didn't he win MVP that year? Yeah, but the, the, that's what I mean by how precious these games and these opportunities are because you don't know what you're going to get year to year. You know what I mean? Like Aaron Rodgers, we saw Aaron Rodgers in preseason. We saw Aaron Rodgers in camp. Aaron Rodgers was still making his play, still making beautiful throws. That was, I, that was enough for everybody to say, you know what, we have a chance. So I'm not sure, you know, Maybe you can finish where you're going with this as far as like, all right, no, well. No, all I'm simply saying, we'll move on to Dion. All I'm simply saying is Aaron Rodgers is great. Aaron Rodgers is also 39 years old. Aaron Rodgers is coming off an Achilles injury. Aaron Rodgers has not played with these guys. So he is great. I just think that everyone should stop expecting him to be a miracle worker. He may come back. It may not be the outcome that everyone thinks it's going to be. And if it's not, there's a lot of reasons why that would make sense. That's my only point. Oh, yeah, but maybe maybe we're having the wrong conversation. I don't think that the, the conversation is about the Jets uh, winning the Super Bowl It anymore. sounds like a lot it, of no, people are that, expecting Aaron Rodgers to put his cape on and save Gotham no, City, I, I, and that's I not how like it's going to work. I don't know what conversation you're having, B, but I feel like uh, you know the excitement around this story is Aaron Rodgers coming back and potentially – playing in the playoffs with the Jets. Like, I don't I, – I, me as a Jets fan and a former player, I'm not ex, I'm not saying – I don't have the same hopes for them. But like, if he's coming oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl when Aaron Rodgers come back. But if you want him to come back and play, that's because you want to give yourself a chance to win. And he gives them a chance, but – I like think it's a realistic chance that that's, but that's they can what I'm make saying. a run. All I'm saying is, yeah, don't is expect him to put sure. the cape on and come and save Gotham City, and now the Jets' season is a complete miraculously turned around. There is a strong possibility that he comes back. Maybe the end, depending on when he comes back in the season, watch he comes this. back, they win a couple of games, and the outcome is not what everyone thinks but it's going this. to be. Watch this. Peyton Manning was trash that last year when he won a Super Bowl. Remember, what was his name? Brock Osweiler? We don't say trash. He just wasn't himself. <laughs> don't diss my favorite quarterback now. Okay. You, you know, know Peyton's you, my head. guy. I love you, big head. You oh, know, that, that, Peyton's my guy. Well, you can say big pause, head. That might be a pause. He has a big head. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> no, you didn't say what's <laughs> up, that's my big guy. head. You I said, love oh, Peyton. my gosh. Um, maybe we need to get Peyton on the show to talk about this. What are we going to do? I'm going to hit him up. Listen, um, but last point on this, Brandon. Go So. Peyton Manning that last year when they won the Super Bowl in Denver. Were you in KC that year or you were in San Diego? I was in I was in Dago. You was in Dago. Yeah. Okay. Dago, you say Dago. What okay. The hell is Dago? So he started yeah. that year. That's a cool way to say San yeah. Diego. Sorry. He started that year <laughs> as the guy. Then Brock Osweiler took over. Mm-hmm. And he can I say he was trash? Okay. Is he in the league anymore? No, no, right? Okay, so go ahead. So he played like trash when he when he got the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he played like trash. Mm -hmm. Why did he take over? Because Peyton Manning couldn't throw it past 30 yards. He couldn't move his neck also. He couldn't do nothing. Mm -hmm. Boom. Their defense, Vaughn Miller, they had uh, our boy that uh, Ware, DeMarcus Ware. Mm -hmm. uh, they had Brandon Marshall, the other, the linebacker mm -hmm. Brandon Marshall, mm -hmm. maybe Ward, uh, Talib was there on yeah. the cornerback position. They had a couple. Mm -hmm. They Chris were top Harris. five the defense. defense won the Super Bowl. For right. Them. Cool. And they had some playmakers on offense. He comes back. They give him the ball. Get into the playoffs. And then they go on that run. They win the Super Bowl. Isn't that the same situation? Like, he couldn't throw it 30 yards. But it's like what B said. I would say Oswald it's like what B Wilson, said and Joe though. Douglas said. Like, it's right? there's some guys that walk in the locker room to just give us all hope. And that's Aaron Rodgers. He makes everybody better. I'm telling you, Aaron Rodgers coming back. You're, as a wide receiver, feel like your hands are better. When guys like that go down, 
the entire locker room, we're sitting here. B, right there. Ashley, you here, I'm here. We all sitting here. The, the training room was right there. You can see into the training room. Some of y'all can't, so y'all might have to little dip a little bit to see, all right, what's going on. Aaron Rodgers, get wheeled into there. Or any of your star players, they get wheeled in there. You're looking like, is he coming back? Is he coming back? There's this feeling that you have when guys like that go down or even come back in. Coming back in, you're like, oh, my goodness. How many times have we seen superstars come back into the game? And everybody's like, oh, oh, that's what happens with Aaron Rodgers. That's what happened with Peyton Manning. Was that a good? No, nah, that was great, bro. You that was on the edge of my seat just now. That was good. Yeah. It, she's not, she don't want to give it to me. Come <laughs> okay, on. Okay, moving on, on to Dion. No, come on, just give me some love. I was on the edge of my seat. That was a good one because, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm hit or was, miss with these. That was a good one. That was a very good one. <laughs> that was a good one. You had, you had I was on the edge of my seat, bro. I, I was like. say B floor had you too. Like, where is he going? When I did this dip right here, when I said, when I said that <laughs> Well, listen, moving on. Deion Sanders. Um, what happened with Deion? What's going on with Deion? The NCAA may have to run Deion and his guys their money because the big news in college football over the weekend wasn't on the field, but it was actually what happened in the visiting locker room at UCLA where jewelry and other items were stolen from the Colorado Buffaloes football team. Deion Sanders actually addressed this situation yesterday and had this to say. Okay, let me address this. You know, our kids got robbed during the game last week. I think that's a travesty, and we – I would expect the NCAA to do something about that. Um, these are college kids. Um, I'm pretty sure they don't think about insurance at this point in this juncture in their life. We've – We've talked about NILs and how to really maintain their finances. We've pretty much uh, given them financial planners and, and, and given them the resources for that. But the insurance part of it, we slipped. And we didn't uh, really educate them on that. So I wish, uh, I know the kids would be forthright in what was stolen and some of our just uh, staff members as well. And now all that stuff should be replaced. Um, first of all, wow. Um, so I actually worked the Orange Bowl. That was my first big job out of college, the 2015 Orange Bowls, Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson. Oh, wow. And, um, this actually happened to Oklahoma. That was a big game. Yeah, it was a huge (laughs) game. Um, and it's actually happened to some of the players, um, in the locker room, Oklahoma. They said that their, some of their stuff was stolen. And I always wondered, like, just because I had credentials to be back there, I knew how difficult it was to get back there. Mm-hmm. It's not something that like you can just walk your way back. There's security at every checkpoint. You know, you have to have certain credentials. It has to be the right color. If it's not a locker room color, you can't go into the lock. Like they won't even let you. So I always wondered how things got stolen out of locker rooms. And then it started to dawn on me. It had to be an inside job because I'm telling you, it is so difficult for somebody to just walk back there and to walk into the locker room. Like I had credentials for the Clemson locker room not the Oklahoma locker room, and they wouldn't even let me in there, like mm. post-game. So I never understood how this happened. You know what? This is crazy because Fox just released a story. I think it was Fox, if I'm not mistaken. Well, this happened to us in college when I was at Virginia mm. Tech. So the night before the game, uh, we played at Georgia Tech in Atlanta, and some fans stole, like right before we were going to play at 1 o'clock, stole my jersey, Tyrod Taylor jersey. Your Cam, jersey? Yeah, Cam Chancellor jersey. So we had to take the field at Georgia Tech. Won't think about the cam Go keep yeah. Going. So so they so they took our jerseys right, and we had to play in the game for the whole first half in Georgia Tech practice jerseys. 
So we literally playing in the game in Georgia Tech, big baggy practice jersey because somebody got in our locker room before we were in there. You didn't have your own practice jerseys that you packed up. Nah, we don't. We don't bring practice jerseys to like like, starter jacket or something (laughs) that had like the rights. We had to have something with our number on it. Like we didn't bring no extra jerseys, but that's just to be said. Like this can happen. It happened to me, but I don't understand how it happened during the game. Mm-hmm. So, because because it should be so much security there, there like you said, there is so Ash, much security. Like, That's why I keep saying it has to be an inside job. And I, I mean, I'm telling you, I've I've worked Super Bowls, you know, and we did the Super Bowl in LA when, when I was at Sports Illustrated, and I had credentials to get back there, and I didn't have locker room credentials. And we tried to go, I tried to go in there to um, just do some like post game stuff. And they wouldn't let me yeah. in there. And I had a Sports Illustrated, like I don't understand how you could just get in yeah, there. Yeah, well, well, come on, guys, like. It's an inside job. People it has still, to be. People still, like, come on, this is common. And Ashley, what you're talking about, you're talking about big events where sec- there's more security and everything's heightened. You're talking about the Super Bowl. You're talking about the Orange Bowl. Of co- I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about there. But regular games, it's more lax. And then when I say people still... Think about the ball boys or the extra the 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 people who are holding the the Pylons sticks and, yeah, and yeah, all so. of that. Like, there's not just your team in your locker room or got access to your locker room on game day. There's so many other people uh, that that's that's involved. That's you know going in and out of your locker room or going in and out of those spaces just to operate on game day. So this person who may be making twelve dollars an hour and they see. And this is where players got to be smart. They see a Rolex watch sitting there or a chain sitting outside. There's a problem. We knew because this happened a couple of times to us, yeah. right? Like where you hear like, man, somebody took this. I misplaced this. Man, hell, even in practice, bro, because there was a couple of times you might you might realize more so in college where dudes, you'd be like, damn, I'm, I'm missing something. Coach standing in front of the room. We don't deal with this. I need this return by the end of the da 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 Right. So but for me, what I've learned in, pre- in in college was any of those things that were valuable, I locked up. Right. Like I didn't leave those things out. So I can absolutely see how this could happen. Yeah, But it doesn't happen like when USC played in Colorado, they didn't get robbed. I know it's not happening. Yeah, all it the don't time. happen all the that's time. Why, but not that's time. what makes you think that there has to be like it's an inside yeah, job. Nah, but not a big like job. The not inside getting... job to me is the uh, uh, potentially a ball boy. It or don't even it have be to be an inside shop. It could think, be a doctor. Think about this, B. It can be. You when you, you we, we, B. The one actress that had making millions of dollars, remember she was stealing clothes and stuff? <laughs> B, think about this. When you plan on a road, oh, right? When you plan on a road in college, you got so many equipment managers, right. so many everything. They don't have credentials. They just got on your sweatsuit mm-hmm. in college, and they walk into the field, and they're walking back. So if you're doing security, you don't know them opposing uh, equipment guys by face. All somebody got to do, if Colorado is playing, wherever they was playing, put on a Colorado sweats, walk in the locker room like they've been there. Nobody's going to question right. them. Nobody has, like, passes like how we're saying, uh, Ash, because it's Super Bowl or anything like that. Because there's so many people. It's like 80 people traveling. That's right. It could be a young guy that they thought was like a freshman, didn't travel. Like, think about it. When you didn't – let's just say you got red-shirted. You just got on sweats. And you can walk in and out the locker room as you please, during the game, whenever. They don't have cameras in the locker room? But, but even no. think about this. Hold on, you can't, you can't have cameras have in the cameras locker room, for real. Outside the locker room, you can see who goes in and out. Yeah, but hold on. But you can it, do but, a whole but, investigation but, that way. Yeah, well. Because you see who goes in, who goes out. And you, you can, can you know what t- like what time there should you be. weren't in. You put in a little hoodie on and you good. How do you go? It, do it? it depends on. I, I've, never, I've never seen any cameras in, like, uh, 
stadiums, away game, away locker rooms, in or anything like that. That's there interesting. Are. Yeah, but here's the thing though: when you say inside job, and I hate to do this, right? Because I do agree with Dion. Like, man, somebody need to be held accountable. But that person can be on your own team. B, I don't know about you. When you was at V Tech, when I was at UCF, right? There was a couple times where we, yo, we don't do this. What's happening here? You know, we got a thief on the team. Dion went through that at, at Jackson. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't remember? Like, there was a, a viral clip where Dion had to call out people. Like, his bag got stolen. Something. He, he got stuff yeah, stolen. Remember? remember? Mm-hmm. So, this is like a common thing, and that could actually happen on your team. You think about a freshman. This dude come from nothing. He ain't got nothing. Mom ain't got no food. Shop. And he know, oh, you want to throw up the rollie every day? <laughs> yeah, you can they, get another one. You yeah, straight. you get another one. You making $4 million. <laughs> yeah. they really it do. could be somebody on your team. It'd be your own people. It'd be your own people. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Well, listen, um, you know, karma is very, very real. So I hope that whoever took those items um, returns them. Especially <laughs> Return, if it, that's in the pawn shop. It's over with. Especially if it was an adult. Like, if it was a kid, like, not kid, but, like, if it was a young kid. I'm going to call them kids. If it was kid-on-kid crime, okay, teammate-on-teammate crime. But if you're an adult stealing from children. Some people got problems. Them ain't children. They're looking at that they for money. No children. Yeah, they so, compared to $20,000 Rolex. Compared to you, a 20-year-old as a child. Hey. There's some people out there wrong. Compared to a 50-year-old, uh, 20-year-old <laughs> is a child. Like, stealing from children is corny. Like, it is. It is, but they ain't giving it back. You're going to tell <laughs> give it back because you a grown person. No. That, 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 That's all right. What goes around comes around. Listen. I agree with you there. We're going to go ahead and keep it moving. And James Harden getting a... Nope. Not doing it. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. I like let's it, go. B. No, I like go. it, B. Ah. I like it, B. I like it, B. I gave y'all Aaron Rodgers. I'm not giving you one, James just Harden. One more time. One more no, time. No, I gave you, you Aaron Rodgers. I gave you Aaron Rodgers. I'm not even. Look how heated that debate I was with Aaron Rodgers. It was a good debate. I am not going to engage in a conversation about the Clippers winning a title. Are you serious? I am why. moving on. Yeah, okay. They got pieces. Let's, let's show people You're how not going to trick me into talking about this. I'm not, not going to trick you. No. Just why? Brian. You and I gotta have a talk, Brian. But tell us why. Though. You and I why back to back you? is crazy. Why are we having a conversation about the Clippers winning a title? That's not even possible. Leave what it do alone. You mean? Not even possible. Leaving, you said him leaving Philly wasn't possible. Him winning a title with the the Clippers weren't winning a title without him. They're not winning a title with him. Oh, <laughs> what? They weren't winning a title regardless. He doesn't make or break so that. It's the same. His twenty-four, seven, and ten. Excuse me, ten assists. That ain't good. That ain't adding value to Going with Kawhi and PG? The Clippers were... Let let me say this again. Let me break this down again. The Clippers were not winning a title without James Harden. They're not winning a title with James Harden. I don't know how else to break this down for you guys. So It's it's not happening. I I don't know now. No, it's it's debatable. Well, listen. listen, Whatever. Here's here's what... Now she want to talk. No, now she go. Here's what what Draymond (laughs) Green had to say about the situation. Listen to this. (laughs) We got her, B. James Harden's a Clipper now. So what's your view of L.A. as a rival in the Western Conference? When you put those names on paper, they'll be as good as any names you can put together. You're talking four first ballot Hall of Famers, two MVPs, one finals MVP, a perennial all-star. You can't put much 
else better on paper. They're also getting older, just like us. I think all of those guys are probably in year 14 or 15 or above. Kawhi's Clay year, so it's 13. And so health will be important as well. And even around those guys, you know, they still got Zubox. They still got Norman Powell. Mm-hmm. Still got Bones Island. P.J. Tucker in on that deal, too, with Harden. And then they also have an incredible coach in Ty Luce. So there'll be a team, a force to be reckoned with. You hope to get to the end and see everybody healthy and may the best man win. But there'll be a tough team. Ooh. I hear you, Draymond. I hear you, Draymond. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Listen. He didn't make some good points right there, Ash. Nobody, nobody questioned whether or not it was going to be a, a good team. Like he said, you have four future Hall of Famers. We're talking about winning a title. They're yeah. not winning they a title. A They're not winning a title. It's not going to happen. They're not winning a title. It's just, it's just no, not hold happening. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So listen, and like, I, listen. I, I said this yesterday. Regular season, James Harden phenomenal phenomenal the numbers don't lie postseason james harden casper ghost doesn't exist also, you're banking a lot on having a healthy Kawhi and Paul George. But he was doing you too know, much, though. But what about this James Harden? You know Kawhi has health he, issues with his He doesn't knees. need to do that. But we've never seen James Harden in a situation where now you got a you can defer to a Russell Westbrook. You can defer to a Kawhi. You can ref, he played defer. played Russell Westbrook and yeah, OKC. Yeah, but I'm talking about that was when they and were young Houston. and babies before they broke it up. And the, in Houston. Houston, Houston, they were trash. They didn't even get. They didn't have an opportunity, and even in Brooklyn, they could, all three of them played together two years, eight games, eight he, games in two years. He was hurt. All of them was hurt at a at a point. You also had all of them. the MVP Joel Embiid and PJ Tucker, who is now your teammate in Los so Angeles. So the, the only reason that the only reason why I brought that point up is because sometimes you can't carry it. Sometimes you're not the guy. Can't but now I'm being what? surrounded by all those guys because you're talking about postseason. Oh, I'm James not. Go- I'm not giving you that. I'm no, not. But they, that. Like, like you said, like B said, they don't. If they can just get the assist either, out of James Harden, I'm not going to give either one of you that because we're not talking about a James Harden who has played with scrubs his entire That's career. True. He has played with several Hall of Famers throughout his career. No, 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 and Houston, he and Houston, Houston, he, Houston he had to be the guy. Philly, he was not the guy. But, dude, Brooklyn, but he barely was In the playoffs last year, he, he had to be the guy. OKC, he, was, he, he was wasn't number, the guy. He was the second guy. He had to, what are you talking about? Brandon, he has played with some of the greatest players we have ever seen. OKC was a force but to what be I'm reckoned with. Every situation Houston, outside okay. of OKC, he had to be a guy that's dropping 25 to 30 every single night. Yeah, you played I agree. on a team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Now, they wasn't injury, all there together, though. Injury they played eight games. We injury can't even or whatever that. the case may be, but you didn't have to be the guy on that team. You what, were third we string at But That's when he embraced the point guard role, and they were asking, well, can he distribute the ball will he be okay with that and that's where you see over the last five years he was averaging seven assists a, a, a year you over think the last he was the five guy years when philly? he embraced this role 10 assists you 11 think he was assists. the guy in philly he had no, to be I'm they saying, wanted him to yes, be because like Embiid, Embiid, Embiid was the guy no, in no, philly listen. what are we no, no, talking no, no, about no, no. we're talking about when <laughs> I, I get what you're saying b yeah you, you understand like because like, last year they needed big three who's your big two they needed him to go for 30 in the playoffs last year it was like harden we need you to talking about james harden like he has been on these poverty stricken teams that he has had to put his cape on and drop 40 plus a night for Houston, them to stand a chance. He, That's not even remotely so Houston, close to you, the case. You say, Don't rewrite you say history. In Houston, you say in Houston he had a, a super duper team? 
Houston was Houston was, was a different Houston was a different okay, situation. You. you had All Russell Westbrook right, at one it. point. You had Chris Paul, both guys that you asked for. Stop by it. The this, way. this is what I say about that. But let's not negate Chris Paul the, the fact. same situation. OKC he gets to the postseason, he get hurt. OKC wasn't. Chris a, Paul got hurt. They were balling. Chris Paul isn't at. Chris Paul gets moved. He doesn't force his way out of situations. That's a different situation. That's a oh, different conversation. Chris Paul is actually being moved against his will. You got to keep up with her. She going. She going. See, see how she she bounces. She bounces. Stop acting like James Harden has not played with top-tier talent his entire tenure in the NBA, that he has always had to be the number one option. That is not true. Don't We're not saying number history. one, top two. You need two guys, right? Yes. And if yes. he wasn't the top guy, you wouldn't and care Houston, if he performed or not. And Houston you didn't care that he didn't perform names. because you needed him to perform Houston for them to win. Houston didn't have big names, right. but Houston had a squad. Don't sleep they on him. Go look they, up the Houston he team that James Harden was When they got hurt, they would have made a run. What he, went, he went like 10 games in a row uh, dropping 40. Here's what I would say to answer the question, right? Clippers Y'all winning a title with Harden. I'm embarrassed. It's possible. Very possible. It's possible for the Nuggets. It's possible for the Suns. It's possible for the Clippers. Now you can get into odds and probability. So they'll probably be maybe three, four on that list. But absolutely it's possible. But right now, you have the Denver Nugget, Nuggets who are 4-0 playing a phenomenal basketball. Like last year was, it's, it's turning out that last year was not a one hit wonder. They're playing better basketball than anybody else, and everybody went out there and made some significant moves. But the Suns, they're sitting at two and two, but they haven't, outside of opening night, Devin Booker hasn't been there. He hasn't, he's been he's hurt. Brad, him. yeah, his, uh, yep. And then you have Bradley Bill. He hasn't even touched the court. So now you got uh, Kevin Durant out there trying to hold it down, but they're still right there. So, I can't There's a few teams. He had, he had freaking Trevor Ariza. He but had he good Trevor Ariza was in year 17. Trevor Ariza was a baller when he was, he was in year 17. He had Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Parsons. He had Chris Paul. He had Westbrook. <laughs> with Dwight Howard. That, like he, with, the, no. with Dwight Howard. He ha- James, with like, Dwight I don't Howard. like this pass that James Harden. <laughs> with Dwight Howard, Ashley. Stop it. <laughs> I don't like this pass that James Harden gets. Like, as if he has just played with scrubs his entire career. He has had teams that guys dream of, that guys have chased their entire career, and he has squandered every single one of them. So I'm I'm sorry if I don't believe that now that he's on a team with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, who I hope because they've been dealing with a lot of injuries, play a full season, but the possibility of that happening is probably unlikely. I hope that it is different for James Harden, but you know what? You only got to show me once or twice the type of person you are, and I believe you. He is, they're not winning a championship with this man. Ash, they are you, not. You have a point. He haven't performed well in the playoffs. He made his bed. He got to lay in it. But all me and B is saying is they needed him to score 30. And when he didn't, that's why they lost. Here. That's not here, true. Here, here. Listen, listen, listen. Let me finish. Let me finish. Here. Let's just say everybody stays healthy, right? Mm. Paul George can get buckets. Mm. Kawhi's a machine. Mm. Terrence Mann can go out there and get buckets. Norman Powell can still come off the bench and get buckets. Russ can get streaky and get buckets. So if you just take his assists and don't even worry about his points in the playoffs, if he can just distribute the ball and get people going, even if they mix up the lineup, he's going with the second group in the second quarter, they just need him to get them going up and down the floor while those boys get – like he had in Houston. Did he win in Houston? 
That's not because he had to drop it's, thirty. It's, That's why. Because he had. To, but you missed the his Stop point. It. You don't have you no MVP. His point. Like Kawhi they needed. They needed him to drop thirty. Let me explain thirty. Something to you. You're not going to get a full season out of Kawhi Leonard. James Harden. We don't need him. We James need postseason. Harden is going to be yeah, beneficial because you're going to be able to rest Kawhi Leonard. It's low going to be low management. He's probably they're they're not going That's to fine. play together as much as you think there are. He's going to serve as a a a buffer between Kawhi. Load management and also Paul George's Let's load bet management. Something. That's all we need. All Let's I'm bet saying something. is, if you think that this team is winning a title, I'm think, not saying they're going to be competitive. I think they have a chance. Okay. So you yes, say every, a like does does the all, all I want the, everybody to does do does the Nuggets have a, a has a has have a chance to win the title? Does, do not compare the Nuggets. To I'm the Clippers. asking you. I'm just asking you. Nuggets because the, the Nuggets Suns, have done it. Does the Nuggets have a, a chance to do, win it this to, year? To repeat, yes. What about the Suns? Do they have a chance? I don't know. The jury's out. I have to. I haven't. I haven't. So only the Nuggets are the only team I that's, seen, that has a chance. I haven't seen them play together. I can't make that assessment just based on Kevin Durant. The Warriors are. Of, the Warriors are sitting at two and two, but uh, uh, Curry is off to his I best start since 2016. I have more faith in the Warriors right now than I have in the Suns because I haven't seen him, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker on the court. I can't make that assessment. Okay, so the Nuggets are the only I'm, ones. I'm that gonna, like, no, no. I think that. I think the Warriors have a good chance as well, but I have seen them play together. I haven't seen the big three in Phoenix yet. I can't make that assessment. If I, you want me to just place it on the fact of Kevin Durant being an absolute monster, for sure. Okay, yeah, they have a chance. Devin Booker being Listen, one. you got yeah, to base it off of once they get in the playoffs, if they stay healthy with this squad, can they make a run? Because you can't list – you can't tell me five teams who are just clearly better than them in the that's West. That's right. That's right. Like so, can't do it. You you can't. Can't do, that. do it. You Ashley. can't say Stop. five teams Ashley. that's clearly better. She can't. She, she can't. <laughs> Pull so, it up. Look, Google. Go to ESPN. So my thing is, Western once Conference. the team get in the playoffs, and let's just say these guys are, doing, are healthy, y'all are doing. You know, they can make y'all are doing what I hate people when people do this in the NBA. I hate when people do this in sports in general. You're looking at a piece of paper oh, and putting goodness. so much stock in names on a piece of paper before you have seen them take the court together. That's the same thing people did with Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn's going to win a chip this year. Oh, Brooklyn's going to bring a parade you gotta do is back give me to five New York. Teams. Because. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Stay right that's here. All you have to do is give me five teams. We I can't this make the assessment who's better than who. I, first of all, I have not seen these guys play together. I haven't seen Phoenix's big three play together. So I we, can only use so the. So Brian, ass- Brian, our producer, just said we need Ashley's. Power rankings. I think Sacramento is better power than rankings. the Clippers right now. All right, so give us your power rankings. I'm not, I can't put them in What do you mean? Order There's people all head. around the world doing <laughs> power these, rankings. They're not in order. I have um, I have ooh, Denver, ooh. Golden State. This is, again, not in order. I'd probably ha- still have Phoenix in there, even though I need to see Devin Booker, no. Bradley Beal. Yeah, on the, yeah, you got them at three, though. They're in they, there. Yeah, yeah, they're not. It's not an order. I'm just naming them. No, they in order. I got you Sacramento on there. Sacramento is nice. And honestly, right now, before the Clippers, I'm putting Dallas. Dallas you put Dallas before the Clippers? Are they I'm not putting Dallas. Three and one or right now, I'm putting Dallas. On, right now, I'm putting Dallas Dallas is playing good ball. Lucas. Dallas is playing phenomenal. I don't trust Dallas. You don't Luka. trust Dallas, but you trust a team that you haven't seen play together because of names on a piece of paper? 100%. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ashley, okay. you funny. Okay, cool. You funny. Okay. I can't wait. Okay. Y'all got me watching basketball yeah. before March. Okay. This is good. Okay. Ashley. Listen, before we close out the show, because I can't do this anymore, uh, we're going to go ahead and slide things over to B-Flow because he's going to give us his top five Ooh. NFL MVP candidates. 
Here we go. Halfway through the NFL season, B-Flow, the floor is yours. Here we go. So, you know, Flow never wrong. Flow knows. So, number five. <laughs> Flo knows. <laughs> you hear that? Okay. Flow knows. I like we that. We're going to start it off with a bang and go Josh Allen. I know what you're going to say. Josh Allen, he ain't been consistent, but all he does is lead the NFL in completion percentage with 71%. He's leading the league in the QBR. He fourth in passing, and he third in touchdowns with 17, and the leader – they have 18. So Josh Allen is number five because you know he can get hot, he can get streaky and get his team on a run, right? So number four, here we go, Patrick Mahomes. He having his worst year consistently, but greats like Patrick Mahomes, LeBron James, even when they had a worst years, they still ranked among the best. He's still third in passing yards, and he still had a Chiefs in first place in the AFC. And you know Mahomes can get hot at any moment, so he can still turn this thing on. You, I see that face you making. He can still turn this thing on and make a little push to go and win this little MVP candidate race. Number three, they say it's a quarterback's trophy, but I'm going A.J. Brown. Okay. 60 receptions. We always talk about Mr. Tyreek Hill, who may or may not be on this list, having 1,000 yards, eight games in. But A.J. Brown got 939 yards and averaging 15.6 a yard. And he didn't even get to rock the first two games. We seen him and Jalen getting into it. So I got to show love to A.J. Brown with my number three slot. Number two, we're going with two of mine. Mm. Leading in the passing yards. Leading the NFL in passing yards. Leading them in touchdowns. And guess what? He's still getting waddle, baby, waddle, baby, waddle, baby. <laughs> he coming back. Waddle finna come back. Just went for 100 yards last That's game. Funny. His running game coming back. So we got two of man at number two. And we all know who at number one, the man, the myth, the legend, Tyreek Hill, 61 reception yards, over 1,000 yards, eight games in, averaging 16 yards of reception. I mean, legend has it. Only Flo can lock him down on the island, but we'll never know. I'm retired, but this is the <laughs> list. I mean, I think it's flawless. Do anybody have anything they can change? Well, yeah, I mean, the, your, last comment, your, your last comment, your last comment. I'm going to tell you why Lamar Jackson can't get in. He only had five touchdowns. All these guys got 17 to 18 touchdown passes. You can't get in a club with that fit on just five touchdowns. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that's why I had to, uh, if we can throw that list back up there. I like the challenge, and I, and I'm, I want to hey, insert you Lamar from Jackson. outside the club. You can't get in. Um, mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson, no, uh, he doesn't have as many touchdowns as the other guys. Uh, well, let me do this. He's very far off. Let me be positive first. Josh over Lamar I think you, what I respect what? about your list, what I respect about your list is that you have non-quarterbacks on this list. We know over the last, well, the, the history of this 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 award, it's like a quarterback's award. So for you to have Tyreek at number one and then also A.J. Brown at three, I appreciate, okay? And there's other non-quarterbacks that's deserving uh, of being on the top five. But this is good but not great because <laughs> of what we're talking about, Lamar Jackson, Ashley. I feel that Lamar Jackson can easily be on this list over Josh Allen or even Patrick Mahomes because – they're averaging 27 you had me points. Until you brought Pat into it. You had me on your side. Until you they're Pat winning, into it. and their offense is electric. No, he doesn't have 10, 15 touchdowns, but the dude is averaging, their offense is averaging 27, 28 points a game. 
But, but what are you expecting your quarterback to do? Win. Throw touchdowns. I Win. also have a problem with this list. Because Josh Allen has 17 to Lamar. Why is, it, why is your list all offense? Like Micah Parsons is having one hell of a year. Mm, How come he's not no, on the no, list? No, no, no. Because they have no. a defensive. No, we're MVP. not going to put him on the list so, because he's not even top five in sacks. I went offense. Well, I went for the NFL MVP is always just all offense. Because okay, they got okay. defensive, defensive player, however okay. they want to announce it. Right. Yeah, Mike, so. Mike, Micah, Micah, he, he's balling. Have, and, and a lot of times Wait, the numbers don't we'll, tell the we'll story. We'll finish this discussion. Let me just go ahead and, and end the show from an audio standpoint before Andrew yells at me. And we'll <laughs> wrap this list up on our YouTube live. Guys, if you are listening on Sirius XM Faction Talk 103, we thank you so much. And again, if you want to go ahead and see all the craziness that happens behind the scenes, make sure you head over to the I Am Athlete YouTube page. We will be back tomorrow. Um, it's Thursday, so we'll be in our lovely Brand Star studio. Um, we hope you join us. Bye. Ciao. All right, and we are back. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> um, no, I, Michael Parsons, I, I was just there. Uh, Michael Parsons, he's not there. He's having a hell of a year. But don't they have a and, defensive MVP? So they can't be NFL. Do they? I thought. No, it's, it's defensive player of the year, offensive player yeah, of the year. Like Chris Johnson was on. Get... Chris Johnson, who had 2,000 yards, he didn't get MVP, but he got offensive MVP, offensive player of the year. That's what he got. So that's what Micah could potentially uh, be in position uh, to, to to get. But also it's not always. Also, thing, Brandon, I feel like you're – I hear you, Josh Allen has more touchdowns. Way you more. also But – he also throws the ball a lot more than Lamar. Lamar relies on Who his feet a lot. Lamar also rely, relies on other types of schemes within the offense to go ahead and make things happen. If Josh Allen doesn't throw for 700 times a game, they don't even stand a chance. But he doesn't Ash, have a chance. That's all he can do. That's what he has to do. He's madly accurate. He's leading the league in accuracy. He got 71% like completion ratio. And highest QBR. How do you have the highest QBR and not be on this list? LT won MVP. So a defensive player can That was a it. long time ago. Just Very saying. long time ago. If anyone could do it, Michael can do it. That's all I'm saying. So I'm going to put that out But y'all going to take Josh Allen off when he leading in completion percentage and QBR? And you nah. don't want him on there at number five? Josh Allen has eight interceptions. I'm being petty here. I'm being Everybody petty. on this list. Mahomes got Lamar eight. Jackson got three. But he only got five touchdowns. Nine touchdowns. No, yeah. passing touchdowns. Okay. But why, that, but why, why you got to put him in the box? Like, okay, what are you okay, talking about? Okay, let's just say he has nine touchdowns. Right, that's Lamar. It still ain't even. It's, why, is it's he even knocked, why does he get knocked over I'm Josh Allen? Him. Because his, some this. of his touchdowns are rushing touchdowns and not passing I touchdowns. I love Lamar Jackson. I love Lamar Jackson. But you can't just knock what Josh Allen doing. Five and three. You're the one who Baltimore's said that the, 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 the Bills were fraudulent. You said that you don't that, think the Bills are as good as everyone ooh, says that they are. Three weeks that, ago. That, you don't I said that three Josh weeks Allen ago. You said that. I said you it said three that weeks on ago. this very show. They five and three now. He got them back on track. They five and three. They low-key low can get a buy this year. Listen, this is not a bad list. This is a really good list. I think it's a great but list. But it's not great. It's not great. But the next couple of weeks will determine exactly how these things are going to shape out. I appreciate you, B, for putting this list together and including non-quarterbacks. Tyreek Hill, right? Because you could easily maybe say, well, we know uh, A.J. Brown ain't going to win it. Let's throw him on the offensive category, offensive player of the year, put him over there, and we can insert Lamar Jackson. So I appreciate you going out on a limb and putting in Tyreek Hill, which I think a lot of people would do this right now, and then A.J. Brown. The biggest thing for me is, again, if Tyreek Hill – if Tyreek Hill eclipsed 2,000 yards, 
he should be MVP because it's never been done before. I don't care what any of those quarterbacks do. I don't care what Tua does. I don't care what Patrick Mahomes does. Like, we've never seen this before. And the likelihood of whatever Tua and Patrick and Josh and Lamar do, we've seen it before. So your only thing is Lamar and Josh Allen, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And then to Ashley's point, I, I don't believe Micah should be uh, in this discussion, top five. Like, you got other names like – uh, TJ Watt. Watt, guys yeah. like that, right? So, like, yeah, there's – I think we need to do a better job in the media. And putting them in a – Yeah, like yeah. – and also, like, too, like, what offensive linemen should be up there? We don't even know how to – we don't even know how to watch film on offensive linemen. Like, I'm talking about guys that played mm -hmm. the game as well. Like, you never hear us sitting up there saying, like, oh, uh, Trent Williams, he's been rated the best player in the NFL for the last six years. Why isn't he ever on this list, right? So – yeah, I think we should do. We can do a better job of putting more defensive guys up there, and also offense alignment, defense alignment. Well, offense alignment, defense alignment. They some, they get up there sometimes. All right. All right. Well, that is the list. Um, we'll see. List. For now, we'll go ahead and see um, as it gets closer, <laughs> deeper into the season, if any of those predictive uh, predictions, rather for those candidates, become an actual winner. Time will tell. My money's on Tyreek Hill though. Flow nose. I like that, Brian. He said, "Flow nose." That's it. Flow nose. Does he? <laughs> Until tomorrow. Until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Peace. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy-six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.